Jared Gibbo, I'm going to kick this podcast off by posing a question Ooh. to you. If you were being hunted for sport, how long do you think you'd last? About three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just drop and say fuck it. I'm, I'm unfit. I'm not running anywhere. What about you, Gibbo? Oh, they'd, nev- they'd never get me, mate. <laughs> you you oh, move into the darkness. <laughs> yeah. like, like, like Urban ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'd go, yeah, bring it on. Drop into a squat just to stretch the legs. <laughs> blow, a, <laughs> blow a fucking ACL or something. <laughs> Time <laughs> out. Put it this way. If you haven't been for sport, you're not getting your money's worth. No, that's fair. <laughs> the reason why I bring that question up is because our uh, movie this week is uh, Hard Target. A Vietnam special from 93. But before we get into that, quick round the table. What have we been watching? Gibbo? Okay. Start on the uh, the kids' side of things. I watched Kung Fu Panda 3, finally. Um, and I heard, I heard pretty good things about it. It was pretty much the same two. as the same two uh, f- first two movies. So, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. It was, it was fine. It was definitely better than... Uh, some of the other things we watched. It was no good dinosaur. No, better than that. <laughs> it was definitely better than that. Um, but yeah, just more of the same. I watched the new Adam Sandler Netflix. Oh, oh, so you're the one. You didn't. I, I had to do it. I, I was looking at it for so long. I'm like, this, you could don't do. do it. Don't do it. And then I watched it. They have tried to screw me into that with the, you know how they put up like the ones. The suggestion at the top, yeah. And I've just gone, nah, yeah. <laughs> immediately gone past it. Can, right. I, honest, can I be 100% honest? If I had the time, I'd definitely watch <laughs> <laughs> so it. Even you after know? the Ridiculous uh, Six. I want to compare to Ridiculous Six. It's a billion times better than Ridiculous Six. Okay. And it's a terrible movie. <laughs> so, like, the Ridiculous Six legitimately is the worst movie I've ever seen. Right. Like, it's it's in that category. It's definitely in the top three. And that includes pieces. So, think about that for a second. But um, top five. The, do- <laughs> the do-over doesn't know what it's trying to be. At different bits and pieces, it's trying to be like this heartfelt, like, uh, you know, this bloke's under the weather or something. Then it's trying to be a comedy and then it's trying to be this action movie. And you never really know whether or not he's this like undercover assassin or if he's just some pleb that's bullshitting his mate. It's 20 you different movies in one. The sounds of it. Well, no, I was trying. Like, every every now and again, I thought, oh, shit, I'm onto this and this actually makes sense. And then they'd change it again. Mm. It sort of was like 10 different plots where they just chopped bits and pieces and stuck it together and it didn't work in any way. And I just, if I ever meet David Spade <laughs> in real life, fair dinkum, I'll be in jail because that prick. Can we get off the David Spade's a heartthrob train? Like, fair dinkum. But Sandler's also a heartthrob. I don't really That's more believable than oh, the David Spade the train thing. at all. I didn't know there was a truck. I remember that TV show that he was on, though, like the modeling agency. I can't remember. Uh, uh, just just shoot me or something it was called. And he played out like he was this bloody playboy. And he, he looks like an oompa loompa. I don't yeah. get it. Um, but that yeah, all that I'm, aside, I'm, I'm the, with you on that. The movie's terrible. They, they, the whole uh, the fact that Adam Sandler wrote it, he makes himself out to be this just untouchable, amazing at everything he does, basically sort of yeah. guy. It's got a bit of cigar about it, um, <laughs> obviously, which goes back to what we were saying. But it's a terrible movie. Oh, don't do it to yourself, flat out. Um, yeah, look, you've, you, I'm intrigued. You got me. Yeah. I think uh, it was uh, you, you had me at um, 25 different plots stitched together. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Anyway, uh, Netflix is 
uh, executives are probably suicidal at this point to say, <laughs> say there's no way they're getting their money's worth. So, but they are. Cause they are, yeah. Th- those things are one of the highest watched things on Netflix. Well, let me well, let me say this they, they put an article out. They uh, catch the other day. blokes like us when they yeah. put the big, They put out. There was an article the other day saying, yeah, Netflix doesn't release its data, but there's some websites around that's done tracking for it. Something like Fuller House. There was 15 million yeah, people watched that. Okay, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Sorry, but I'll take it back. But the thing is, everything they put on is it's... it's Even the, the Sandler and Fuller House have been hits. Yeah. Because yeah. blokes pro- like you were watching them again. That's the problem with... I only, watched it. Next I only watched it for this podcast because <laughs> someone had to take the bullet. You guys take bullets in other I areas. Watched, I watched Fuller House. I think they got three I bullets. I copped Fuller House. That, Did you? I only yeah. watched the first episode it was, and it was, it was painful. What? It was absolutely... It was like it was made in 1987. <laughs> but worse. It was still jokes from the 90, the 80s. Yeah, but it was it, it was like it wasn't self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, it was, yeah, anyway. But, but, this, don't but talk that's about the problem that with shit. Netflix, and we've had this discussion before. It's either feast with stuff like Daredevil and all this top quality stuff, mm. or just the dregs. Yeah. But you can see why they do it though. But they've got Fuller the data. Fuller House would have a. It's got a, a bit of a following. They've got the base, data that somebody not, wants to watch. Why that. not? Re, let's why not reboot this crap? Yeah. It's no wonder they're trying to roll out Lethal Weapon again. Anyway, if they're getting <laughs> hits on Fuller House, like Christ. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, mate. Anyway, <laughs> we got off the track. No, we, well, it's understandable. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. I watched a movie called Fifty Fifty. Is that the one is, with um, Jason Gordon-Levitt? Yes. And, yeah, uh, it's Seth him. Rogen. It's Seth Rogen. Um, and I actually watched it because I'm absolutely obsessed with Anna Kendrick. But it's actually uh, it's it's kind of uh, I'd actually say Seth Rogen's actually really good in it. Mm. He's the comedy relief, but actually has a bit of beef about it. Yeah. A bit bit more meaning to it and stuff like that. Um, it's about a cancer survivor, basically, and um, Seth Rogen's his best mate, and Anna Kendrick's the therapist or whatever else is trying to take him through it all. Right. It's actually pretty well done. It's not, and it's not like oh wow, it's like blowing you out his seat or anything, but it's a well made movie. It's pretty decent, so okay. um, worth a look if you've got some time on your hands, which Coxie obviously doesn't. No, I will do it in a couple of days. I've got plenty of time on my hands. So <laughs> Always. After I've watched the new <laughs> uh, The last one is, I saved, I can't remember if you guys have watched this or not, but I checked out The Witch. No, no but I've heard some good yet. things about it. Top notch. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome horror movie. Really well done. Um, very different to everything else you've seen. It's not your classic slasher. I think it's a lot more psychological and spiritual sort of stuff. And it is, it's got a little bit of the Babadook sort of stuff going on, but it's set in really old New England. Yeah. But man, yeah, it had me uh, clenching up at a certain, a lot of certain points. Actually, it was it was awesome. Good. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, another, that's another one of those Blumhouse ones, I think, isn't it? Oh, I, I don't know. It's, it might be. A he is a really small budget. The guy basically yeah. made a short because no one to give him a start. He made a short, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, get on this yeah, guy!" Yeah. And then he made this, and it's it's impressive, really good. If he did this I with no budget, check that out. yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of uh, people in it that are in uh, Game of Thrones. They use a lot of cast oh, from yeah. that because he's British, so. Yeah, top notch. Give it a look for sure. Definitely. Might have to sign up for another streaming service just to watch that one. Yeah, stand, Chuck Stan. Presto, Chuck Presto is shit, shit. Oh, I'll send 30 bucks a month for three streaming services. <laughs> you can't beat that. It's still better than Foxtel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, that's me, guys. That's all I've got. Bingo, Jared. I caught up uh, on Still Screaming. Oh, the, the Scream. Scream series. Wasn't bad. Not a patch on, not a patch on Never Sleep Again. Um, not as good as even... Uh, Crystal Lake Memories or the other Friday the 13th ones um, I caught the first two episodes of season two of Scream yes so did I and 
I'm okay with it so far. It's not great, um, but it's pretty much along the lines of the last season. Yeah. They seem to be dropping a fair few new characters in there. So yeah. Look, still going I, through if I had process. to use a word for it, it's sloppy. It's it's just it's not as the first season wasn't brilliant either, but it did enough. It did enough. Yeah. And the second season, although it feels a bit the same, that the aesthetic and everything, the the same people are obviously involved, so it's very much the same. But it just there's some there's a bit of sloppiness about it. I just felt yeah. a little bit disengaged from both episodes. Look, I'll tell you. It's going down exactly the same route. I don't think it's any any better or any worse no. yet. And the reason I say that is because nothing's really been um, given to us with the plot. Yeah, yeah. We're still sort of bumbling <coughs> around looking like pointing fingers and, yeah. and, and things like that. So, so I, I, can still imagine, I can still imagine like same as the first season, we could get one or two episodes that makes you kind of, oh, this, you know, we're getting there. And I'll be I'll be happy enough with it if it continues on this route. This, not, um, I, can't, I couldn't a, recommend it to anyone. Just quietly, what's this once a week shit? Yeah, oh, I, I, well, come on. I need a binge watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me in bulk. Wait for that shit. Yeah, yeah they've, they've conditioned me now. I've been conditioned by these streaming services. Watching it a week later is like I haven't seen yeah, the first episode years. in like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this bloke again? Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones is like problem? that. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I'll go. What am I watching again? Is this yeah. streamer? No, no, that's right. I'm watching something else. So I caught that. I caught the first three episodes of From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV series. Right. Not sure how I feel yet. I think there's a couple of pretty solid acting performances. But Don Johnson. Don Johnson was pretty good in the Johnny. first episode. Hey, Johnny. The Marlboro um, Man. Oh, yeah. They're really stretching out stuff that made up very little of the movie. Right. So with three episodes in, we're still with the Gecko Brothers. We're still with uh, um, the the family that's sort of travelling. They haven't sort of crossed paths yet, and they're stretching all this stuff out, putting this backstory in about the vampires. Or and it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm really not sure how I feel about it yet. Possibly the reason why the movie works is that that. The that, surprise that, Yeah, that isn't yeah. an element. No. Yeah. You walk like, into the titty twister and next thing you yeah, know, yeah, people are going, yeah, where, where the, the vampires come from? Um, yeah. But the... Yeah, so they're developing that as the Gecko brothers are sort of going along. And, yeah. I'm just not sure it's working yet. It might. Maybe when they hit the hit the <coughs> bar and whatever, it might start start working again. But the other problem is um, Wilma... What's his name? Valderrama. Wilma, yeah, Wilma Valderrama is the... Is, the vampire that we spent the most time with at the moment. Oh. And I just cannot think of anything but Fez's yeah. accent. And I didn't even watch that 70s yeah, show that much. Right. Yeah. All I remember is watching one or two episodes and copping his accent. Yeah. I just can't get it out of my head. So, <laughs> so the vampire's not very menacing. <laughs> I don't know whether that was the greatest bit of casting. So. Now, is Tarantino involved at all? In Tarantino's not, as far as I know. Rodriguez directed episodes and I think he wrote some as well. So that's another reason I'm a little bit disappointed because I'm usually a massive fan of him, but yeah. seeing this... He's and, had some misses recently. Yeah, though. that and Sin City, Dame to Kill For have really left me kind of scratching my head a little Cole. bit. Because even Machete Kills, I know a lot of people didn't like that. I loved it. I thought it was piss funny. It's funny, all right. <laughs> and, um, it's got some holes. So <laughs> I'm disappointed a little bit with where he's right. going at the moment. <clears throat> and the last one was, which will segue into yours, The Nice Guys. Yes. Oh, don't don't spoil it for oh, me. Oh, mate, great fun. Yeah, great. I've, fun. I've heard good things, but he's I haven't funny. seen it. Yet. 
I said to Adam Just yeah I loved I loved it I said to Adam When we came out I don't think it's Shane Black's Strongest script No But Gosling is fantastic The chemistry with Russell Crowe Is great Gosling's daughter Is really good Yeah And the performances Are so good That they sort of Carry it through Gosling had me sort of Just giggling to myself The whole movie Almost Even when he's like Serious lines you just couldn't help but laugh at the bloke. Every time he, he spoke it. about something, you were just like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had that habit of squealing. Yeah. <laughs> he just got it. Yeah. Every time something went wrong. And there's some absolutely classic Shane Black scenes, like the dialogue yeah. and the things that happen. Definitely yeah, check it, it out. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I, I agree with you, Jared. There are times when the, the plot is sagging, and, and that's what, yeah, that's why I don't think it's his best script. But... The, just the chemistry between them. Sometimes they're just bantering with each other, and you think, then you realise what was happening. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're pissing yourself laughing, and then you, you don't even realise where they actually were. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's fantastic. That I all lines up with what really I've heard. I, basically, that uh, Gosling carried it. Like his performance is like sort of one of those ones that could push him into a different sort of level yeah, yeah, in, totally. the, in the Hollywood thing. But yeah, the, the script was a little bit weak. But yeah, either way, like, like we all love Shane Black, yeah, so it's yeah. always going to get you across the line. Like, Russell Crowe is really good. But as Jared said, you probably could have got another actor to play that role and probably come away reasonably well. Yeah. But if you replaced Gosling with someone else, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been yeah. as good. It wasn't, it's wouldn't have been as, as good. Rusty was, Rusty was really good for what he did, but Gosling was the one that just couldn't have been... Couldn't imagine anyone else doing that. Yeah, yeah was, and it's got fantastic. a really good cast. Like It's pretty deep. A lot of people you probably know yeah. in smaller roles. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, really, really I've got so many it. movies I need to see at the cinema now. The moving house is not conducive to getting out and doing <laughs> social things. So no, I also caught Hush, the yep. one about the deaf girl. Yeah. in the house, really good for parts mm. of it. Um, I wish she had left the mask on for starters. Yeah, yeah, because that was creepy as hell. Like, yeah, he kind of looked a little bit like Michael Myers because he had no expression on his face. But he took the mask off 10 minutes in, maybe? Yeah, it was... And it kind of dilutes the tension. Yeah. Plus, she had multiple chances. It's the old classic, should have killed him, yeah. but didn't. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, it, the movie is lucky to be 80 minutes. It feels like a short. Yeah. It feels like it would be better as, like, 40 minutes. It would have been, yeah, it would have been a really been a real tight, 20 minute tight short thriller, flick, yeah. you know? Um, um, good performances. It's well made. It's supposedly only made for 70 grand. Yeah. yeah, so that's um, so this Blumhouse. Yeah, Blumhouse doing what over. they do best, and this is, yeah. I think, you you wouldn't have seen a movie like this either. The fact that she's deaf. Yeah, yeah. we've seen blind before. You know, blind being menaced when they're blind, but deaf brings just a different. Just gem. Yeah, just <laughs> the, the being deaf brings a little bit of a different spin on it. Yeah, yeah which I, I like. That's sort of that's sort of what I yeah that, that, you echoed kind of what I was what I was feeling about it is that it's not it doesn't um, it doesn't do anything. Greatly different to any sort of thrillers, and the endings. No, there's no sort of twists. There's none of that. But they use the the deaf angle really well for some really especially where scenes. she's um she's sitting there and he's standing right at the door behind her, mm. and it's everything sort of the house is kind of encased in like big open glass sort of doors, and he's got the knife and he's going tap 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 yeah. tapping the knife on the door yeah and she obviously can't hear it yeah but you can see him in the background and they you know they've kind of got him hovering you can't it's a bit like yeah. again like michael myers you know, yeah they're kind of in the background and i thought some of that stuff was really effective but i just think they dropped the ball and in the last 25 minutes you're just sort of screaming at the tv going come on yeah. like you could have killed him yeah they just did it to stretch it to that yeah. sort of, it's like I 80 think, minutes is like the minimum you can yeah. have 
But I think um, it, it was another one that I watched and I thought, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was and I'll definitely, it, you know, anytime I see a Blumhouse one, yeah, I'll, look at I'll just continue <clears throat> to watch them because you, you get that from most of them and then occasionally you just get a real gem. And it's a really big, um, it's, a, it's a big tick in my box that Blumhouse have taken over Halloween, mm-hmm. the franchise. They're going to be involved in rebooting the series. Yeah, they could really take it back and to I its roots. They'll use less money but put it on screen more balls yeah and, and go with something that works for the fans yeah. I think. and they're not so afraid to take a little bit of a little bit of a chance with, yeah. with certain elements of it I'm, I'm pretty happy to see that uh, the other two things I watched um, a documentary two documentaries on Netflix one Suicide? called Fed Up oh. no, no these yeah. were a little bit different oh you're taking it up I'm not sure um, this one called Fed Up was about sugar and obesity yeah very much like the Australian uh, that sugar film but <clears> that was better because he actually did it to himself yeah he acted as a guinea pig and the idea of I'm trying to eat healthy mm. so I'm using all these healthy foods but I'm still fucking stacking on my <laughs> what's going on this didn't have that but it was still pretty interesting and the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts oh actually I watched that too that was bloody gold yeah I loved it yeah I expected it would to be a bit it would be just a bit of a wrestling fans only mm. but the bloke was on absolute hard times like he was, he was a mess. They showed his last sort of wrestler. He was in his 50s. Yeah. And they did a really cool sort of juxtaposition between 1986 WrestleMania with 93,000 yeah, fans. king shit. King shit. He comes out and everyone's loving it to 2008, 700 fans. Hmm. And he's drunk as a skunk and he's in the ring. Looks and he, like he a can't human bowling ball. Yeah. And... Another wrestler who who retired and created a yoga. He was now big into the yoga scene. And Not Don Dallas Page. Yeah, Don Dallas yeah. Page, yeah. He's and, actually um, killing it in that field. He's doing yeah. some really good things. And um, he took him took him in mm. and um, basically put him up in his house and they called it Sober House. Mm. And uh, I felt for Dallas Page every time Page went away. Accountability, wasn't it? The accountability yeah. crib? Yeah, the accountability crib. <laughs> and... Every time Dallas went away for a holiday or whatever, Jake would be off on the piss and he'd have to fucking come back. And like a week in, yeah. he's, he's down at the airport, shit-faced. Yeah. And Dallas and getting aggressive, saying, I had going, three beers and stuff. You can't even go a week without this, you know? Yeah. It was, it, and it was, but it built into this really big sort of, you punch in the air sort of moment at the end. Yeah. And they took in another wrestler. From a little Scott bit Hall. further on, yep. who had similar problems, and it was just—it was great. It was really worth watching. Yeah. Those really two watching. were just cautionary tales. The yeah. pair of them—they had—they were just popping up on YouTube over and over with independent shows where they turned up shit-faced. Mm. Scott Hall had one where he couldn't even walk. Essentially, they showed a little snippet of it in the movie, but he went out there and he'd been on medication. He still had the hospital wristbands on Jesus then he apparently he denied it but they said he drank grog in the locker room and he literally it was like he was a zombie or something he just couldn't move he was shuffling and he was trying to put his hands out and they had him winning the match and the video of it was just an absolute shambles and those two they just constantly were popping up with things like that Jake the Snake coming down the ramp mumbling falling over or you'd hear the announcers going Jake the Snake Roberts and no one would come out and then a couple of minutes later, he'd sort of walk out the curtain like, oh, oh shit, where am I? Yeah. What a great so, industry, though. But it's it's just so unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. that I thought, you know, you hear tales of, yeah, Jake the Snake's trying to get clean or whatever. 
I didn't think it had ever happened. So no. to watch the doco was actually, yeah, it was really like you said, you pretty needed, uplifting. You needed someone with the kind of balls that Dallas Page had. Yeah, yeah well, he's well, all he's about the recla- reclamation project. So he's yeah. got a video on YouTube, which is one of the first ones I saw of him doing that yoga stuff. And it was this uh, war veteran guy that had these really bad back injuries and he put on heaps of weight and couldn't, basically got told you'll never be able to walk, you won't run or whatever. And he, I don't know how he got onto Dallas Page, but this bloke basically said, look, I'll help you out. And he just got him doing all this stretching and stuff like that. And the doctor said, yeah, you'll never happen. And then by the end of it, he's lost all the weight. He's doing like handstand push-ups and running 400 meters <laughs> like sprinting. Yeah. And looks like a freak athlete. Like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Just, you know, great. What, Talk about putting uh, putting out for other people. Yeah. Like, it's all he does now. But it's also, amazing. yeah, what a fucking um, great advertisement for your your business. Oh yeah, yeah all of those business. things. It's just proving he can do it. Yeah. Um, it's just about you've got to put in, and he holds you to account. I think mm. that's part of it. It was yeah. really interesting to see his approach because it was clear that he loved these blokes, and he told you know Jake the Snake, you, you're responsible for my career. Basically, I'm always here for you. Mm. But then the first sign of trouble. DDP was the one that was saying to him, "This is bullshit, and you're doing it. You're yeah, doing it to yeah. yourself. Where you know, don't point the finger at me. I'm, I've been helping you out. <laughs> just giving it to him." I had to laugh when he gets back in the car after being at the airport, mm. and he's going, "You can't bloody do this. You've after a weekend, you've been drinking your intoxicant. I've had two beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ten seconds later." Had four. He <laughs> 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 was shuffling through the airport with no shoes. Yeah, and stuff. it's just horrid. Very good doco though. Definitely check it out. Well, that was good aside. To, I just wanted to bring up one quick story um, from the in the um, on the websites in the past couple of days about Star Wars, yeah. the new Star Wars yeah. movie. In trouble, maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to know what exactly what the go is, but I've seen reports that say six weeks of reshoots. 40% Some, of the Something like 40% of yeah. the movie. They're trying to play it off that they were scheduled, scheduled reshoots, but that's a lot. That's a lot of reshoots. That's huge. It, it, smell, it sounds a little bit like Fantastic Four. Mm, this is a similar thing that happened yes. to Fantastic Four. The thing is, though, that Star Wars is pretty bulletproof, so even if you, you're reshooting 40% of a movie, it's going to get big money. Like, it's yeah. not... Fantastic Four was a gamble. Yeah. It didn't pay off. Making money for, for Star Wars is probably a given, though, but there'll be a huge backlash if the movie shoots. That's the concern. Yeah. You, you, you cock this one up, you got the next chapter mm. in the series, you, do, you lose fans. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Even I'll though look. these are sort of side stories a little bit, they're still canon and they're still. I think you just got to be universe. really, really careful. I think it's. Look, I think it'll survive. I mean, shit. Star Wars survived the prequels. That's all we need to know. Um, Agreed. But 40% is a bit, it's troubling. And the, the, the word that's coming out too is that the Disney execs were worried that it's too dark. Yeah. Mm. Which doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie, but then you hear 40% and you think, no, no, it's a bad movie. It's not too dark. <laughs> yeah. Unless well, they're talking about that. They're mentioning um, the people involved in, in the reshoots of guys like um, Tony Gilroy who did the Bourne movies mm. and stuff like that. I get the feeling they may have... Resold the director, maybe? Well, that's the thing. that I was listening to a couple other pods, uh, Mad About Movies, and um, and oh, I can't think of the other one. I always, always forget this. I should give these boys a shout-out. I, I listen to this stuff all the time, but they know a lot more about Star Wars than I do. Mm. Don't worry. They're not listening, mate. No, <laughs> no, no. I just mean, I just mean for the, the three listeners that, you, that we have, yeah. uh, maybe they'll check their stuff out as well. Anyway, they basically were saying, yeah, there's, there's mentions of maybe Darth Vader beheading people. In some no, of the shots, no, no, no. and oh, fuck. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are, but you got to think of that target yeah. audience. They Disney's want to be able to hit. 
never going to do kindergarten that. to pension. Yeah. So it's all about getting the biggest demographic. Yeah, exactly. And Disney movies never going to fly that. Like that. No. You know, you look at any of the Marvel movies. Everything's glossed over. There's no blood. None of that sort of shit. So. They also mentioned, though, it could be all blown out of proportion because it's Star Wars, yeah. which is totally fair. That is true. A couple of fanboys get wind of it and blow it completely out of the water. It might be perfectly fine. And they were scheduled, so... Yeah, so I guess we'll wait and see. Yep. All right. First break into the trailer for 1993's Hard Target. Yay! (laughs) In the city of New Orleans... In a darker side of Dixie, away from the music and the lights, there's a new game in town. You'll be provided with a guide, trackers, and the weapons of your choice. I need to file a missing person report. The competitors are deadly. We pride ourselves in hunting only combat veterans, men who have the necessary skills to make our hunts more interesting. And they always win. You want to find your father? Get somebody who knows the city to show you around. Now, the opposition is about to get one last chance. What kind of a name is Chance? My mama took when. My friend, Mr. Boudreaux, Silver Star, Marine Force Recon. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. an annoying little insect. Now I'm stepped on hard. We need to get out of here now. Ladies first. What? These men will chase after you. You mad at you for business or pleasure? Both. Look at it this way. You're gonna get to meet Elvis. Give it a rest, pal. Jean-Claude Van Damme is the hard target. You miss me. From internationally acclaimed action director, John Woo. How's it feel to be hunted? You tell me. Hard target. Hard target, <clears throat> directed by John Woo, who did Hard Boiled and Face Off. Produced by Sean Daniel and James Jacks, got the guys behind Tombstone and The Mummy. Um, the executive producer of it was Sam Raimi. I well, actually that. got some trivia saying that they was a bit concerned that John Woo, you know, coming in, this being his first Hollywood movie, maybe there'd be some problems. Raimi was actually hired to take over if necessary. Yeah, mm. he was basically a, tra- a glorified translator for most of it, but yeah, yeah he was on, on there in case Wu couldn't talk to Van Damme, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine that? <laughs> even if Sorry, was, what do you want me to do? <laughs> even if Wu was fluent in English, he wouldn't have understood. Um, but I did notice, like, I saw his name in there and I thought, oh, you know, maybe just doing the old Michael Douglas and chucking his name on something. But then I saw Ted Raimi in there and I thought, yeah. oh, yeah. shit, yeah. he must have been I think you'll find Sam Raimi's quite involved. The screenplay was by Chuck Farrar, I believe, who did uh, Dark Man and Bob Wire. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, I'm seeing how Arnold Vosloo got a lot of his roles now. Oh, yeah, John Claude Van Damme plays Chet Bedreau. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson is Emil Fouchon. Yep. And Yancey Butler is Natasha Binder. Budget was 18 million. Made about 75 million worldwide. So not too bad. 17 million of it was on blanks. 
Another bit of trivia. The original cut was actually two hours long and actually focused more on Lance Henriksen. Mm. But uh, Jean-Claude... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He heard that and said, no, 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 nobody's here to see a Lance Hendrickson. Jean-Claude walked into the editing, editing room and just kicked the reel away. <laughs> he did. Uh, he that. did the editing. He was in the editing. <laughs> he said, they're here to see my mullet. Yeah. Synopsis. Basically, uh, a young woman comes to New Orleans to find her father. Turns out he's been hunted for sport. <laughs> <laughs> finds a real authentic Cajun. Man. <laughs> yeah, she finds a Cajun slash built. <laughs> and uh, Van Dam helps her to track down these uh, these hunters. Gibbo, thoughts, <laughs> and a score out of five. Yeah. You look well, excited to talk about uh, this. <laughs> what a film. Uh, as, as with a lot of these movies, I watched this. Multiple times when I was a wee lad. I think you're going to say, as with like Rordell, I watched it twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coxie's got coke coming out his nose. Nice. Oh, no, it's beer. Uh, yeah, no, I, I watched this a lot when I was a kid, and then I was watching it, and so much of it's very, very different when you watch it as an adult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better. Yeah. Better. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't say better or worse with this one. Just different. There's, there's a lot of just nonsensical shit in it. But it's also one of those action movies that takes nothing seriously and so you can sort of go along with it. It's just senseless fun. It's completely stupid. um, And we'll go into obviously a lot more detail later on with some of the (laughs) problems and some of the gems that are hidden in there. But yeah, I had a great time. I think it's a four. Four star. Four, holy shit. Jared, can you even us out? (laughs) Oh, look, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Uh, the Gibbo spot on, it's it's pure shit in some parts, <laughs> but it doesn't pretend to be anything other than an excuse to flick a mullet and kick some heads, basically. <laughs> Lots of heads. And, um, so, yeah, I took it for what it was, had a great deal of fun with it. I reckon I'll probably, I, I settled down a little bit, <laughs> had a cooling off period. I reckon I'll settle at a three. Three. Right. I, I gonna... did enjoy the. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm splitting it down the middle. I'm three and a half. I thought I was going to be... Yeah, ridiculed as a dickhead. <laughs> like, uh, with well, three still and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a given. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm but, grading purely on fun, though. It's not a good movie. But I love I every minute it. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got shitloads of problems, but it's very stylishly made. Mm. It's got all the right elements in the action side of things, and it moves at a really brisk pace. It's about 95 minutes. Basically, you know, to me, you can chuck it on any time. That's your stamp of approval. That's a stamp of approval. If you were Molly Meldrum, that'd be your... Do yourself a favour and (laughs) get on to some bad damage. (laughs) It is. That's classic. You can put it on in the background with the sound off and it'd be just as good of a film. No, 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 it wouldn't. You'd have to have the sound. Just have Van Damme's dialogue track. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Okay, lights. (laughs) Can I go first? Go for it. The mullet. Oh, this is, could be a 20-minute conversation. What a mullet. They're clearly hair extensions, which I didn't notice when I was a kid. Well, you can the see the where day, they're plugged into his actual hair at the back of his head. There's intermittent streams where it's basically like alternating between his hair yeah, and the what? extension. Well, he came close to winning the best action mullet. I know, and I, it needs a, a recount. It is needs he? a recount. Yeah, he's a cheat. It's, yeah. it's the Chuck dancing. Norris rule. Shit. It's all fake. I didn't realise Definitely. That. The Nick Cage rule. Yeah. You know, like, quite frankly, we lost a hell of a lot of um, guys who were up for the gong because yeah. they've all been mucking yeah, around. Blown out of the water. In. 
Yep. Makes Mel Gibson look all the more impressive. It's like the 8,800 metres, mate. <laughs> <laughs> After the fact, seven of the eight have been disqualified because it's fake air. Yeah, Mel Gibson's been given the gold behind, down behind the bleachers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's around. No, that mullet, we could gibber on about this for hours. It's so greasy. <laughs> There's no explanation for why the grease either. <laughs> if... There's it's an oil so, slick. So much pyrotechnics happening. I just expected him to come charging down there with his hair on the <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's screaming of Michael Jackson in the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> yeah. But you know the other thing too is because of John Woo's tendency to go slow-mo, oh. there was plenty of slow-mo <laughs> mullet flicks. Yeah. Brilliant. It was brilliant. Or just a slow-mo mullet flick because he's sprinting towards yeah. the camera with yeah. a fire in the background. You can see the mullet waving in the back. Oh, It should have got its own credit. The, the fact that no one grabs hold of it and throws him by it in the movie <laughs> proves that it's fake. It's so slick. You <laughs> just slide right off. It's, it's so... like trying to grab a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but there's a, there's a what sequence a glorious where he's night. running back down the hill from the um after getting off the motorbike, mm. and that is just glorious mullet work. Yeah. Slow mo, it's going everywhere, and he's got that look on his face of like. Yeah. Ooh, yeah like him, him trying to sprint in boots too Because he's in these heavy work boots The whole way through the movie He looks like he shit his pants <laughs> And he's like running with his legs really wide apart Oh, it's hilarious But anyway, I just wanted to get the mullet out of the way oh, it, it is we, we cannot go on about the mullet in this episode We've given it We've had a whole thing of due diligence about <laughs> It needed a mention, but we're done now That's fine um, I'm going to say that I actually really like the atmosphere of being in New Orleans and the, in the French Quarter, you know, yep. the whole Cajun sort of stuff. That was yeah. just so that he could explain his uh, accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. They legitimately, I love. they legitimately put it there. They're like, oh, shit, this guy can't speak. Let's put him in New Orleans. <laughs> Nobody brilliant. knows what a Cajun yeah, actually someone, sounds like. Someone's <laughs> gone, we've hired Van Damme. Oh, shit, we're shooting the New Orleans thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was half expecting Christopher Lambert to show up <laughs> as his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Crapping on about being the only one. <laughs> I just like that. I just like the atmosphere, the old school buildings, you know, the kind of jazz soundtrack. Although there's plenty of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the electric. Yeah. There's a little bit of misplaced saxophone <laughs> early on too. Yeah, the comedy note is off saxophone. <laughs> Apparently there was a removed scene. Speaking of saxophone, there was a removed sex scene between... Uh, Jean-Claude and uh, Yancey Butler. Yeah, because there's a sequence where she sees him. Remember she asked him to help her? Mm. And um, he says, no, 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 I'm catching a, a ship. Yeah. And then he he, he gets Rissol from going to the ship. And then, and then he conveniently <laughs> pauses behind the forklift. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a lie on its own. For I was just standing there like, Here I am. That is one of the greatest reveals <laughs> of all time. And she's the like, forklift comes back and then it's a, it's a long shot. Cut to a close-up. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, that is just cinema I mean, gold. He is honest to goodness fucking her with his eye. <laughs> he's just there going. But the best part is he's actually fucking himself in the reflection on a windscreen because <laughs> yeah, much. he doesn't care about her. He's here for him. 100%. If you looked at it from the back, he's looking at the mirrors and he's not looking at the <laughs> yeah. mirrors. Going, Billion yes. percent. I think that probably can the sex scene because that, she was probably glistening from all the oil that was going <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. look, we're sorry, we have to cut this because we can see the camera sort of <laughs> She kept the sliding on the bed, <laughs> smashing on the floor. <laughs> 
No, no. Or he took off his kit and he had some really high chinos and a, <laughs> and a, and a leotard. Like, nah. Jordan Claude, can you just stop dancing and go and jump on top of her, <laughs> please? No, no, no. They decided to cut the sex scene because he was basically having sex with the audience. <laughs> like, going, what, this all the time? Yeah. He is just brooding it up, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely brooding it up. I do like the actual plot. I think it's actually an interesting idea, the whole hunting for sport. Mm-hmm. There's a dislike to it I'm going to bring up later. But I do like the idea of it. It's fairly simple, straightforward, but it does actually give us a bit of some interesting action scenes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's sort of that classic fare for one of those action movie setups. You know, it's been done a few times, but it always it's always got something to offer. Yeah. It's, it's straightforward, but... And even though um, there's some <laughs> absolutely terrible dialogue... The idea, the way he talks about how, you know, there's always a place for us to ply our trade, you know, and he goes through all of the places where they've done it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, 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 war-torn countries where life is not worth anything, and so yeah. we can do this. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if New Orleans in front of everybody is really yeah. the place But they sort of tackle that with the homeless person part and how, like, and, um, especially when uh, Roper gets shot at the end and he's like, can you help me, help yeah, me, help me? And, yeah, and so everyone's ignoring him. He's like, yeah. oh, we don't have any quarters, mate. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's they still also covered it with actually a, 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 just a quick throwaway scene at the start, the police are on strike. Yeah, and so that's the, true. There's no, there's less police out there. So yep. I, I kind of, I did like that too, that they tried to cover up on it as best they could. Yeah. Oh, it still works. The opening fight outside the cafe... Where he yeah. those guys <laughs> substantially whoops them. I love the bit where he hits that dude with the beer bottle, then pushes him head first into a steel bloody parking yeah. lot. Yeah, and a long way away too. The yeah. guy actually stumbles for about five <laughs> meters. But did you notice the um, just before that the the slow mo kicks in? And it's when he's walking out the door of the cafe. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would have put the slow mo in there, but then it just starts coming on. Thick, but and, thick and fast. Uh, Every time he throws a kick in that fight, slow mo. I love it where we get the slow mo where he pulls back his jacket oh, yeah. just to expose his leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On. Hang on, he's going to have a gun in there. Yeah. No, it's just his thigh. <laughs> it's a lethal weapon, guys. Everyone <laughs> yeah, goes, oh shit. <laughs> Chinos, look out. Um, can I just say the hi- absolute highlight of that fight was. Some bloke getting his aviators kicked off. <laughs> the kick actually didn't touch any other part of his head, just his aviators. Just flick the aviators off his nose. Oh, no. But then also, one of the blokes in the crew, who's only, you don't see him very much, but he's got a mullet that rivals Van oh, Damme. Yeah. Is that a blonde bloke? Uh, a no, he's got a world-class mullet. He's got, he had brown hair as well, and it looked like... I thought one of them, was, they were going to throw punches at each other and just get their hands stuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> The, the mullets going at it. Was Mate, brilliant. there's there's mullets galore. There's more aviators than Top Gun. Yeah, there. and that's where you get the, the you get the intro to the slow mo mullet flick. Too. Yeah, just... and there's a couple of guys playing thugs one through four who just continually in the slow mo are caught going like this. <laughs> like they're bloody dopey or something. <laughs> they're just standing there to get their heads kicked in. Quick, John Claude, I'm, I've got nothing else to do for a minute. You got to kick me. Um, I think you skipped over. It's probably one of my biggest likes of the movie. His opening couple of lines, <laughs> yeah. where she says, "How's the gumbo chance?" and he comes out with the the gumbo's a tragedy. <laughs> and then he says, "The coffee was tolerable." <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the coffee was tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> 
What does that mean? It'll dissolve in water? <laughs> you can. Honestly, the guy butchers the English language, doesn't he? In this film. He really does. He does. He tears it up good. For a bloke headlining a movie, yeah, he's one of the one of the great he and butchers Arnie. of the language. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I think I rewound it about four or five times, and every time he said tolerable, I just burst out laughing. While we're talking about, I uh, know oh this is this is a dislike. Never mind. Carry on. I do like um, Lance Henriksen and Arnold Bosley. I actually think as a the in these sorts of movies by '93, they were up in the ante with villains. Mm. Villains had to be super over the top. They had to have these really weird sort of traits about them and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And these guys are hamming, there's no doubt those about two, it. Those they two together are having a competition as to who can <laughs> shoot through the most scenery. But it but works. Yeah, it, it actually works. works. They played yeah. off each other really well. Yeah. Um, and is it just I, me I, or is Vosloo that poor man's Billy Zane? He is. He is. Yeah. I do love the bit, though, where in the final sort of when they're after Van Damme and he blows up the house and Hendrickson is fucking steaming, he's fuming, turns around, the nearest bloke kicks his leg, <laughs> fucking boom. He does a lot of just rage yelling, especially in the warehouse at the end. All he does, even when he's on fire, that wasn't scripted, that was an accident. Yeah. And he just, he didn't break yeah, scene. He didn't break scene. He just, just took, took his jacket off and kept yelling. Yeah. Hendrickson is that. like one of those rare blokes that can, he's actually pretty, uh, he's solid as a good guy. Mm. But when he's a bad guy, he just looks flat out insane. Yeah. yeah. Shots of his face and he just gives a sort of sneer or something yeah. and you think, shit. He really man, does. Like yeah. um, I also love the piece of dialogue where that guy gets, which one of my favourite scenes where he kicks the um, thing of yeah. petrol at the guy yeah. and then he goes, when he goes flying out the window. And Vosley's response is, our quarry is, uh, I see our quarry is ripping us a new orifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that That's was, a normal way to say that. That was our, yeah, that was one of my favourite lines. Yeah, yeah. Trophy, I see I see your trophy is ripping us a new orifice. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, um, I thought that was really good. I've, I've had a soft spot for Arnold Vosloo. Yeah, yeah. This is probably, what, this is probably one of yeah. his better roles, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, you saw Dark Man 2 and 3, you? You, you, you're the only one who's seen that I shit. own Dark Man 2, and the only, reason I, the only reason I don't own Dark Man 3 is I couldn't find it on the day. Of course it is. to get it. Mate, now the advent of eBay, you should be getting on there to get it. Yeah, I should. I am a big fan of the, just look, there's too much slow-mo. There is too much slow-mo. What's with the jagged slow-mo? It's I like a bunch of freeze frames in sequence. Instead of actually yeah. being like just slowed down, it's like really staggered, like it's on 8-bit. Yeah. I, that look, was really distracting. He really does somewhat overdo that, but he he does know how to direct action. And yeah. It's very stylish. Like he's This is his first Hollywood film, mm. and he brings a, a real good sensibility to it. Yeah, look, I'll get into it in this life with regards to some of the things I didn't like about his direction. Yep. But... But on a whole, he does some really good things. While well, we're talking about John John Woo calling cards, how about the doves? Oh, oh they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> Every movie It was is... like a parody. Yeah. I was like, wow, this really is the thing. He yeah, does yeah. this in everything. Everything. Yeah. There's a slow-mo dove too. <laughs> and then there's a bit where John Ford's got a pigeon on his shoulder yeah. inexplicably <laughs> in the warehouse. Like, we'll... What is he, the animal whisperer now? He's got a pigeon just sitting on him. The only thing we were missing <laughs> was a slow-mo dove exploding. That's shot. Basically, yeah. everything else was in there. I kind of had this in the dislikes and I kept flicking it back and forth. Jean-Claude's little attempt at comedy. Which one? When... 
Well, yeah, <laughs> when he goes to after the steely gaze after he's been revealed behind the forklift. Oh yeah, he goes and sits in the car, and then she goes, "You drive or something," and he's like, "I don't have a license, man." And I was just like. I was looking at it going, I think that was supposed to be funny because he sits down with this sheepish kind of... He looked really embarrassed. Yeah. It was a weird sell. I didn't know what that was. I don't know what it was. It's like, is he emasculated? Is this a joke? Yeah. You can't emasculate me, damn. I think, yeah. Agreed. I think he's embarrassed. I settled on attempted humour because of, yeah... They just shown that reveal like this is the ultimate man, and then he gets this. Maybe that was it. I, yeah. can't, I don't have a license, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather they went with. Look, I've only got one testicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something a little more sort of. They get a laugh. Yeah, yeah I, that, I didn't quite get that bit. I, 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 I settled in the likes because I went. I watched it a couple of times, and the, the kind of it gets funnier. His attempt at <laughs> acting and the shitless <laughs> look, the, the fact that he's he's put in some effort, it just shows up. For nothing, yeah, yeah. Like, it's absolutely no. Yeah, I didn't even, not even, not even uh, bad knowledge. That. Okay, yeah, we've got a license. Let's move on. You were sitting there querying, why, why does he have a license? What does he have a license for? Fuck, like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but, but hang on, he rides a motorbike. What the hell's going on? Yeah, what? I love the snake gag. Oh, the punch! Yeah. I've got that. The one where yeah, he punches the snake in the head. Yeah, I have too. But then he has, hooks it up. And it gets that guy on the face. face. (laughs) (laughs) And then Hendrickson just comes along and goes, reefs it off him. (laughs) Didn't he shoot the snake too? Yeah. Now, Bosler's holding it and then he shoots it with his rifle and its head explodes. (laughs) And then he stands on the guy's chest to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sitting there going, what's going on here? Even the catching the snake and punching it in the head to knock it out part. The fact that every single one of his punches, he goes like it's a firing pin on a gun yeah, instead yeah, of actually yeah. punching through the target. Yeah. And the concentration <coughs> on his face while he's doing it. But like the other the thing about that brown. scene too is he goes, do you trust me? Do you trust me? me? Yeah. Close your eyes. Yeah, and she's and like, yeah, he's going to lay one on me. He goes, oh, I am getting some now. <laughs> and then we get slow motion again. And Van Damme go. And then, <laughs> sizing up the snake. <laughs> Well, I actually paused that. I was watching this in bed on my phone. I loved it, though. I paused it, and I said to my wife, just, Riley, just check this out. She didn't have my headphones in. I said, just watch this. And she just shook her head and just, what a fuckwit. (laughs) (laughs) And that pretty much sums that up. I just punched a rattlesnake in the head and knocked it out. Like, oh. I do like the, the final battle in the graveyard, the carnival graveyard. I actually think that's a really cool place to have it. I don't know why it's there. You mean the big warehouse? Yeah, the big warehouse with all the paper mache. Yeah, that it's, it's all carnival yeah. rides and stuff. Yeah, I think that works really well. And again, it showcases a couple of the old John Woo traits. It um, goes on for about forty-five. Two, two minutes. guys back to back. Yeah, just notice that. Yeah, in the wall. Face off. There's a wall in between. Yeah, them and doing the, the reload. The reloading together. Doing Classic yeah. sort of stuff. He's big done dick it in all of these. Yeah, yeah. But I think it works really well. Um, that. That shootout is good. Mm. Jesus Christ, they put some lead in the air. Oh, my. And reloading <laughs> is optional. He's got a handgun. <laughs> it's like Maybe a game they've of time got shots. <laughs> he puts 150 bullets into every bloke he shoots. <laughs> no, he's got, he's got a <laughs> longer um, clip. So he's probably got 20. But fuck, he blows 20 yeah, in, every in, single in one a two-second scene. Yeah. yeah. He's just firing... Will. I also love how he's running around just picking up magazines off every corpse yeah. and they're all just plugging yeah. into his gun. Yeah. <laughs> that I, doesn't really work that, that way. Swap it, gets it, though, it gets to the point, though, where you look at it and you go, okay, he's fired enough bullets to fill a trailer, not six cartridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He really should have one of their mini guns for <laughs> yeah. Predator. That's what he's basically shooting. 
Anyone else got any other locks? Yeah, uh, I've got a couple. Give it to me. Go, you, Chad. You, you glossed over one of my other favourite uh, favorite what the fuck moments <laughs> when Vosloo's sort of intimidating the, the beefy guy with the beard. Yeah. And gives the one who cuts his ear off. Yeah, gives the big karate chop to the guts. Yeah. He's like, on the table. Yeah. He really gets into it. <laughs> that was uh, another moment of great entertainment for myself. Um, um, mine kind yeah. of ties into what we just talked about with the lead in the air. But the fact that he shoots the shit out of about six blokes, and I'm talking about in separate instances, shoots them and then kicks them and then shoots them some more. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the John Wick sort of tying came in that I was talking yeah. about. Like, just yeah. nonsense. You're like, this bloke's dead. I'm going to put a couple of bullets into his head anyway and then kick him in the nuts and then shoot him again. Like, they just in case throw- the bullet didn't get right in there, I'm going to kick yeah. him again. <laughs> they even throw in the old classic Van Damme double split kick. Yeah. <laughs> After he shot some guy 50 times before it. Even the bit where he kills uh, where he kills Van Cleef at the end with the Vosley character and he's fallen over and Van, Van Damme sticks his foot yeah, up just to prove that he can back and, packs, and catches him and then he waits for him to drop the grenade and then kicks him back over. Yeah, <coughs> All that stuff. It's just, it's just ridiculous. The other thing is the amount of times he kicks people in the head that are wearing motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't pan out well for your feet. No, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, still he does a movie. He's not kicking them with his toe. Yeah, <laughs> stage, the motorbike's coming past at speed. At that point, you're in the... At that point, you're in the movie Misery and yeah. you're walking around on just lumps of mints. Like, you can't kick someone in the head that's moving at, you know, 60 k's an hour on the low side with a helmet on and just shake it off. So that part was pretty funny. Um, I also like Yancey Butler. She's not a good actress by any stretch, but something about it just tickles my fancy. Is, is, is it the eyes? Is it the beautiful lady? No, 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 it's not that. No, no, I think because she's got a bit more of the... she would be upset if you were... You know. Oh, she's not in Forlani territory. Forlani's eyes. I was, I, do I have to send you another picture? <laughs> <laughs> Those eyes, mate. Um, no, yes, something right. about it. Was you just sent me a random Facebook picture that time. Yeah. Like, Check this out. <laughs> I wasn't joking, Adam. Look at these things. They look through your soul. Uh, no, Yancey Butler, like, obviously not a good actress. She's got a really husky voice, though. Yeah, yeah. And she's, got, like, she's one of the chicks that can pull off the bigger eyebrows for some reason. Yeah. A little bit of the, uh, I don't know, something about her. Anyway, I liked it. She's not a good actress. <laughs> I enjoyed watching her on screen. Not a good actress. No, no she's not capable of her job, but other than that, yeah. 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 But she uh, she thoroughly outperformed JCVD. <laughs> Who, yeah. Quite honestly, unless it's a fight, his face does not change for <laughs> no. the entire. Movie. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to his defence like I did with the girl. I actually had two more, and they were <clears throat> they're dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> um, Roper, I thought it was good bringing yeah. him into the game because that was the first moment I was like, I was like, this is this is kind of good fun that yeah. the whole premise of it. But then when Roper was in there, you kind of like, oh no, not yeah, you him. don't want him to do. That was yeah. the first time I was kind of emotionally invested. Yeah. for a short stretch, and then. The other one was the action sequences. We've kind of mentioned it, but John Woo needs a lot of credit for it because he really does know how to shoot action yeah. scenes. He just throws everything at it and you just, like you said, you, you look at it and go, oh, he couldn't fire that many, he couldn't do this and that, but the whole time you're just loving it. Yeah. It's exactly what you want to see from an action movie. Yeah. And including kicking a bloke off a motorbike. Oh, yeah. No, there's yeah. Nobody has explored the fly kick slash roundhouse like John Wu and JCVD oh, together. Yeah, it's a crime that he didn't get to work with uh, with Chuck. Really, yeah, him yeah. and Chuck Norris would have been a match made in heaven. Oh, Did they ever do anything together? No, not that I know of. Um, he he worked with Dolph, John Wu. Yeah, but that's yeah. He's, yeah it's not Blackjack, it was cool. <laughs> oh. I've seen it. <laughs> 
It was <coughs> shit. I'm thinking, I'm thinking pure uh, roundhouse glory. No, the, the, yeah, the, the, the whole thing of it was that he couldn't say colours. Some <laughs> shit on that. Happy to fight crime if I can't see colours. <laughs> I, 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 I may be able to sell it. I was looking into it. As far as, again, it was a shit of a movie, but the action scenes were great. Colour Boy Fury. It's basically what you expect from Wu. Like, I think with John Wu, all of his Hollywood films have had nonsensical plots. Yeah. Like, plots that you just, you cannot buy into, but the reason why you do is because... Super fun. Like, he gets the action scenes right. Yeah. I mean, face-off is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, but it's great. It's great fun to watch. The science behind face-off is just terrible. Sketchy at best. <laughs> There's a few holes in the process. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I think it's when the you change faces, you also... Grow three inches and change body types. Yeah, yeah. their science wasn't showing up in any journal or anything nah. like that. No, it wasn't. Okay, dislikes? Yeah, let's do it. First thing I'm going to say is Jean-Claude's pants are under his armpits. <laughs> he needs to get them down a little Sorry, bit. have you met Jean-Claude? I don't care. He enjoys he a high waist. He down. He looks laughable. Yeah. <laughs> he gets some front bum at the times, that's for sure. <laughs> It just makes it more impressive, though, that he's able to get his leg above, sort of, you yeah. know, just a, just a shin. No, that's, I mean, that's why they're so high, though, because the seam's right up under his nuts. He doesn't get the, like, the grab of the seam in mid-thigh. He can really get the right, round. If he kicks the too cut, high, the cut is perfect. his pants are so high that if he kicks too high, he chucks himself. Yeah, or cuts himself in half. <laughs> he's just, he looks like an idiot. Like, he just looks... His fashion sense in this movie is just ridiculous. Yeah. The long dusted jacket with the pants up around his bloody waist, mm. I mean, up around his tits. Yeah. He just looks really weird. They're mum jeans. And also, <laughs> this is where I'm slightly coming to his defence, even though it's a dislike. Usually, not John Claude's not the greatest actor, but usually he, he's he's having a crack. Like, even in things like Sudden Death and... And all that, you kind of find. I find him somewhat believable. He's at least trying. I think he's always trying. He's just terrible. Yeah. But he's. Oh, I take Van Damme <laughs> day over a Seagal or a Norris. Like at least there's some. Yeah. There's some emotion in his face. Yeah. No, no, there's not. Okay. But I know you're trying to say. There's emotion somewhere. He's <laughs> at trying. least he's, he doesn't. He doesn't take himself as seriously as one Steven, Steven Seagal does. Um, so you sort of Tony nominated Steven Seagal. <laughs> you kind of just go along with him. Yeah. Plus, whereas Seagal, you're thinking, "Fuck, give it a rest." Come but on. But in this film, the character is so sort of gruff, and he just kind of grunts, and like he, there's not much to it. Mm. So really, I hate to say this, but even Jean Claude's being shortchanged at, at the at the character <laughs> oh, stage. Come on, he's being shortchanged. This, Jeez, this character is, he edited out all the, the characters. He must have piece, because he's, he basically does. He has nothing else to do except kick people in the head. Yeah, like, is it ever explained why he's doing anything more? I want at least something. <laughs> no, you anything. don't. Anything. Like that's time why cop. this is. That's you why this is cop. one of the good JCVD. No, but this is why Time Cop's his best movie. Because no. it does have a little bit of plot, no. and it's decent enough. Yeah, okay, it's got a little bit of plot, but it's not it doesn't re- involve him acting heavily. But he's better in Time Cop than he is in this. I'll give you that. But I, I, Time he's Cop, got more to sing his teeth in. Time, <laughs> Time Cop does not convince me that he needs larger, meatier roles. <laughs> See, I'm way. not asking for him to get back in. I think he and Arnie are in the same boat where they're better off when they're playing emotionless robots. So I think Universal <laughs> yes. Soldier works better for him. <laughs> there you go. I'm in that category. Yeah, right? that makes more sense oh, to me. Take God, away God. where they can fall over and they'll shine. <laughs> Human 
close as his name never made. Okay, well. Well, he was shorted anyway because of his mullet. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> more glistening. VO5's a bit. You wouldn't believe. I understand they're hunting the, in, in town. I understand that you know, homeless people don't come near me. I understand the police are a bit thin on the ground. But quite frankly, you cannot hunt humans in front of other fucking humans. Well, that well, one scene with Roper in the street. The middle, middle yeah. of the street and, and executing with machine guns and then walk up and take the money belt there. off. Yeah. I mean, if the bullets aren't attracting some sort of attention, those fucking motorbikes are getting a noise complaint or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. got these big Somebody has seen these guys. Somebody has taken down their, you know, rego details or whatever to say these fuckers have been walking around. Oh, these guys shot this guy in the middle of the street. Somebody's doing something and seeing something yeah. and reporting it to the police. What about the, uh, the detective, though? Remember when she comes in and tries to make wants to report persons? a missing person or something and... I can't remember what the line is, but it's something about how busy she is or yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, but it's because everyone else is on strike and I, she's not... I know, but it's just... See, I've got like, a problem with that character. She's not too. busy because she's sitting there giving herself a fucking birthday cake. Yeah. You can get the paperwork out and let's, let's go through it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the very least. Do you yeah. mind if I eat this cake while you're doing that? <laughs> yeah. um, I, my problem with her is... She's not in it long enough to get invested, and they, they, they go for sort of up in the ante when they have her killed, mm. and it's just it's useless. They go for Yancey Butler kissing her on the head when she's dead. Yeah, yeah, she just like, met the bitch. Like, yeah. Oh, we're all emotionally invested. We, I we're just met you, and you didn't want to take my... <laughs> didn't want to take my... Yeah, you're a bitch to me. But Jesus then, Christ, you got shot. Well, okay, so Van Damme helped me find my father, and then I just come along later? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, well... And, and although I think that scene's quite cool where, you know, she, she sort of shoots it out with him even though she's been shot and everything. Yeah. I like that. But it doesn't make any sense for her to be that emotional, Yancey Butler. Not Secondly, at all. you're trying to up the ante. But, but we didn't care. The, you know, there's no stakes there because you don't care. And meanwhile, she's dying on the ground, but Van Damme's kicking people in the head on motorbikes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, just die so we can get back to the yeah. kicking. Yeah. 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 get the head kicked off. The other thing about that too is he briefly, it starts to drift into pieces territory because he briefly seems to get deputised. You know, He's a homeless guy day. and he just walks in and starts examining a body yeah. behind yeah. the police tape. Was he homeless? <clears throat> I believe he was in that. Sort of category. He was transient. Yeah. He was transient. I, I do it was, love... It was weird because, you know, he's trying to get the jobs on the boats, but by the sound of it, he fly-kicked someone, so he got kicked off the boats. Yeah, he broke his ribs. Then he's paying with change. He knows the homeless people. Yeah. I think... He knows I, I, I took it the same way that Gibbo did. He's sort of... He's... I mean, he smells old. like feet. <laughs> well, it explains <laughs> his hair, too. <laughs> he has not had a shower in 15 years. Yeah. But I must admit, I had to laugh at the fact that these guys hunt for sport, right? They they get wind that Van Dam is sniff sticking his bib in. Let's just send a couple of scumbags to beat him up. Wouldn't they just have him killed? Wouldn't it just be simple to have him killed? You just ruined the whole movie. Well, they you know, <laughs> geez, they walk into the middle of. We don't get a movie if that happens. Yeah, I know, but. Still, <laughs> You know, like, it doesn't make any <coughs> sense. They kind of, I send a couple of goons to sort him yeah. out. Yeah. They walk into so the middle cool. of, you know, the middle of town on a busy night and shoot someone dead, but they won't go and yeah. take care They of send him. some scumbag who tells him, tell that bitch to point her to his... Yeah. <laughs> 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 on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was handing it up. Wow. Oh, I love it. That was in the collection of lines that <laughs> kind of went either way, depending on when you're watching it. 
He looked like he was a bagpipe. He's like, yeah. step on the gas! And he's like wagging his wings like he's doing the chicken dance. Yeah. I also love the fact that they, they hit Van Damme right on the fucking knee with a baseball bat. Yeah. And he, it even shows him go, oh, like, yeah, it hurt. Nah, he's up round half kicking within, within minutes. Uh, it gave him extra movement, actually. He's, he's all clear now. He can swivel. Can we... He used to have fluid on the knee, but now it's all gone. Can we... Can we cover off whether or not it's ever explained why he's a martial arts and weapons expert when he's a, basically a sailor? No, because it points out that he was special forces or something. When? Yeah. Oh, so just very I, briefly I think they it, bring it up. Yeah, I think I. Well, I think I heard that. Look, I, I was. <laughs> I came to. They had a thing, like a bio of him. They had yeah. a file. Oh, on him. okay. And, and I was saying like he was foreign, foreign legion, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Of course he was, because he was French, and that's the only thing he's French now to do. <laughs> well, was he French? I don't know. See, I felt like that was just all hand waving. He was in the French like, quarter. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the only French he got. He's basically just. A sailor, as far as everyone knows, and then he's shooting handguns upside down, and you know, roundhouse <laughs> kicking, and oh, I don't know. That that that, that yeah, was a tough sell. Let me be honest, I didn't scratch that day for, <laughs> for this particular one. I didn't go to my. But you know what though? They could have just had a throwaway line or a quick discussion with Yancey Butler about his background or something. That's what I mean. There was there yeah. was it was could very glossed like over. That would have done us the goods, except for having uh, Hendrickson sitting around going. Look, <laughs> he's a bit of a problem. They only discussed his background in uh, one line that I cared about, and that was, why is your name Chance? Because my mother took <laughs> <laughs> That was just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of name is Chance? Uh, well, my mother took uh, That was a bit of trivia I read. Brilliant. This role was initially offered to Kurt Russell. Yes, and he couldn't do it because he was making... <laughs> he couldn't do it because he likes other better movies. <laughs> <laughs> he was movies. What was he making? Tuesday? Uh, no, it was something not that good. Not sold. Sold. <laughs> uh, I can't remember now. I did read it earlier today. I can't remember. But, now. um, would this movie be better? Kurt Russell or Jean Claude? Mm. Jean Claude. Yeah, because Jean-Claude. of the head kicking. Because what happens if you took out the head kicking and you made it more of a well? I mean, you, you talked about you talked about the lack of meat in the role. What's what's Russell going to do with it? Oh, yeah. Russell's going to turn it into mullet. He's still got the mullet. Oh, he's still had the mullet. The mullet would have been there. But, and they didn't have to do Why well, get John Wu for him, Kurt Russell, though? Yeah, yeah true. I, I think it was... I think this one was just sort of right in Van Damme's lane. I don't think... <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't imagine Kurt Russell. He's Van Damme. Although, I would Van love... Van Damme drive on a one-lane road. Yeah, that's all look, he's got. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, it's a one-way street. It's that's a small sure. lane in the back of the it's a bike. It's a bike lane. <laughs> no, and be careful because there's, there's sort of fly kicks coming at you while you're on the bike. Small towns of yeah. um, attempting to act and other. That lines. said, I would have loved to hear Kurt Russell's take on the accent. Well, no, they would have taken would, that out. It wouldn't have been in New Orleans even yeah. if it was Kurt Russell because they wouldn't yeah. have explained why he had a stupid yeah, voice. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it didn't work with Van Damme. <laughs> um, speaking of accents. Uh, uh, Wilford Brimley Wilford Brimley's talk whatever that is <laughs> it, it changes so constantly he goes from gibberish to French to English to just shit <coughs> I mean I was actually going to take the piss out of Arnold Vosloo's uh, accent too and then I found he's actually South African yeah. but it's not a good one it's not a good South African so accent so Arnold Vosloo can't his own accent <laughs> but they picked they picked probably the best word in the English language for a South African to say with orifice so. yeah. or, or, or ropa 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 but they, some of the henchmen had South African accents yeah, too and they true. were poor and yeah, there was some accent, but I just think, Duvet um, was terrible. I just think, yeah, Wilford Brimley is just... 
I mean, this is Paycheck Central. Yeah, he has just turned up for a quick paycheck. Yeah. Someone said, he starts acting, they go, no, 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 hang on, you're Cajun. He's like, I'm fucking Cajun. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what it was? He knew he'd get to kiss Yancey Butler on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. And got I him through the door. I think um, the best thing that he was involved in was the fact that he blew up his little distillery. Yeah. <laughs> like his, his grog was so potent that he blew the shit out of him. Oh, man, <laughs> moonshine will go up. I like, remember that. Like the bit where he, that was awesome. He, he sees the henchman in the big warehouse and the guy does the pirouette and goes that way, and he he, he follows him, him through the, the statue. Goes, Boom, yeah, through leads the him. Statue. That was cool. That was pretty cool. But his yeah, his accent's just awful. It's a trojal. Um, Can I throw one out there? I think it's pretty safe to say Van Damme's homophobic. Why? Because in every <laughs> single movie that I can remember, I'm pretty <coughs> sure most of them have one. There's a joke about if it's there's a joke about your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. There's about four in yeah. this one. Yeah. Tell your boyfriend I'm coming. Over. Like <laughs> he's just got to throw him in there, and yeah. you can tell that it's him doing it. Because it, well, I can't remember what other movie we watched with his where he was dropping faggot and oh, things like um, that. The double impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it very good. I mean, he was uh, calling himself a faggot. So I'm still trying it's to work not, it's, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think it's necessary. I know. Yeah. I yeah. Agreed. It, it pops up a few times where he does use the boyfriend. Um, insinuation yeah. comment. He says it to um, the big fat guy that's handing out the. I think yeah. he, says, he says it to him the twice. Flies, yeah, a couple, couple of times. times yeah. yep. In the one scene. Yeah, it like. shows how like the cinema's changed. Obviously, that stuff just wouldn't fly these days. Yeah, it, it no. gets shouted down rightly. But yeah, but um, yeah, back then it was. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this with some of the other ones we've watched, like Last Boy Scout and all that. The misogyny yeah. is much higher. The, yeah, the treatment of women and stuff like that for sure. I know. Yeah. I, like I understand that's very different. But even in those ones, like Last Boy Scout, they have a little bit of that sort of stuff. But Van Damme, he just throws it out there, and he doesn't. Like it just comes out of nowhere. He just yeah. sort of drops it in there, and it looks like it's he like, means it. It looks like he means it, yeah. and it's like the ultimate insult. Yeah. Insult every yeah. time he says, ah, "Tell your boyfriend." It's like <laughs> just like a sick burn. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, yeah. You can cop that. Nice yeah. hair, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the comeback. Good hair, dickhead. Yeah. Go grease up again. John Woo, for me, I think he's very stylish as a director, but he just overdoes it. He can't help himself. Slow mo is just constant. The movie would have been 15 minutes. Yeah, the like, dubs are constant. Regular speed. It's almost as if he can't get out of that wheelhouse. Like yeah. it's almost like he just. It's the same formula for every movie. It has to be in yeah. every he movie has to he's throw, ever in. He's got to throw it all in there. Which is no, that, to me, that's not the mark of a really, really great director. No, I don't a great he, director he's is really good at his who, one trick. Yeah, yeah. He's there's, a one no, there's no restraint, and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing different. You've seen it once. You've seen it. You know, a million yeah. times. But if that's what you're looking for in an action flick, it works. But yeah, I don't think he's. I, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his. Of his Hong Have you seen Hard Boiled? Haven't seen Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really just, good. Some of that stuff's really, really well received. Yeah. And it just looks like he didn't pick his projects very well out here. I think he was. As uh, much as I love this movie in terms of entertainment value, and I like Face Off for a similar reason. These aren't great action films. I prefer this any... to Face Off because Face Off takes itself a lot more seriously yeah. than this does. This is all, this is more fun for the stupidity reason. Yeah, we've just got to chuck Face Off on the board now that we're talking about it. That's going to be covered down the track. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah. Way before Broken well, Arrow, by the way. Broken Arrow is another one. It's terrible. It's just, it's just there's no restraint. Wu, maybe. I mean, I don't know what the plot is of a lot of his Hong Kong films, but I believe they're a bit light on in plot. You know, it's oh more, yeah, it's it's, it's one a guy against plot him. Yeah, with a lot of action. That's why this one works. Then you're getting into trouble with Broken Arrow and Face Off because you're introducing 
heavier plots. Yeah. And he 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 doesn't handle that very well for whatever reason. Maybe I mean, it's the language barrier. I remember that simple. loving Broken Arrow back in the day. Mm. I'm sure if I watched it again, I don't think we I'd must oh, mate, I liked must it back in the day, and I watched it. was on TV only a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to Adzi about this on text, yeah. and I watched parts of it, and I was just like, this is painful. It is really bad. <laughs> it's not good. I'm Christian right. Slater definitely doesn't help, but, mate, that movie has a lot of problems. Yeah, and, and, and he's not really an action hero, Slater, so that maybe that probably didn't work. But, yeah, that's getting away from Wu. It's just he can't seem to get out of the, the box. There's a, there's a box for his style, mm. but he... Either he chooses not to, or he—it's just something that you know he's been fashioned. He's been doing this sort of stuff his whole career. The box opens and closes in, in slow mo. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then when you open it, a dump flies out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what we're working with here. Oh, and then it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole box explodes. And that's the end. Yeah. Okay. Any more? The only one Gibbo said, you know, that the plot is full of holes, and it is. But the only one that really, really bothered me. Was it like I was just copping them and running with it. Yeah. But the only one that really bothered me was we can take him from the air. No, no, I want to take him from the ground. Yeah. I understand he got a bit personal with it. And, and, and it's all about thing, the hunt and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. You didn't even need that. It'd make more just sense. Don't if, have a fucking helicopter. If Hendrickson's character actually wanted to kill him himself, that would make sense. But he wanted to take him from the ground by getting other blokes to kill him. It's that yeah. makes even less sense. Exactly. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I know that these guys are scumbags. They want to hunt for sport. So these guys who are paying are scum. But the fact is, the moment the guy trips on a tripwire and a snake flies out, shoes off his face, and he dies in just a horrible way, meanwhile the ringleader's stepping on his chest and ranting and raving about... I'm going, mate, I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm going, mate, I'm giving you three quarters of a million. You You better start treating me different. (laughs) You can have my three quarters of a million. I'm going home. Mm. Because it's getting out of hand. But these guys just slavishly go along. They are just carbon blobs. We don't know anything about any of them. Yeah. And they just sort of, they they become henchmen. Yeah. Yet they're just meant to be average Joes with money who want the thrill of the chase and the Mm. hunt and killing a man. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. No, and it would no. seem that, again, in fact, you could just cut, you could have cut those things out and just had henchmen. Yeah. They're henchmen. It might have, I, I don't know. Maybe it was could have done something fleshed like, out somewhere else. You in could the have done something room. like that you carried one of the guys that, that, that did Roper in over or something like that. Yeah. But like you said, they just assembled these guys that were just, you know, dressed in khaki and, like, it, it just felt a bit off. And. and the Roper guy, the guy who was paying to kill Roper, he gets killed. Yeah, he gets killed. So, so maybe of, if you carried someone over and said, I didn't get my money's worth or yeah. something, and, oh, we got someone who's worth your yeah. cash or whatever, and then he's the guy that says, I want to take him from the ground or something, like... That'd make way more sense. would have made more sense. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. But you, got, you missed yeah. your calling, Coxie. Oh, yeah. Let's not take him from I'm the air. I'm still available. Let's not take him from the air as he rides along on a horse that we could have fucking popped him from anywhere. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. It no, just, silly. yeah, it's a, it's a plot hole that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's supposed to be that Hendrickson is super pissed and, and wants, you know, to face him one-on-one or whatever. Yeah. But, but it, as Gibbo said, at that point, that wasn't on the cards. It wasn't supposed to be on the cards. This guy, Even though we knew that's where it was going. This guy has single-handedly cut a swath through your guys. You are not taking him out on your own. Yeah. Simple. Let's just deal with the problem and go to Eastern Europe like we said we were going to 20 minutes ago. (laughs) 
Let's head down to bloody, you know, somewhere in the bloody east block and, you know, ply our trade and let's not worry about this guy. Yeah. Um, again, it wouldn't end the movie properly, but be, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a plot point that just hurts the movie in the, at near the end there. Common yeah. sense was definitely... Because as uh, you say, let's bring behind. back one of these guys who didn't get his money. Yeah. And like the way you just said it, that's where you turn, you know, the classic oh, hunter into the hunted or... And they do try and do that with Sandam yelling out. Yeah. Now you know now you know what it's like to be hunted. (laughs) None of that interchange at the end makes any sense whatsoever. And during that scene where Van Dam does he gets a couple of flashbacks of all the people that this bloke's killed before he kills him. He gets a flashback of that bloke stabbing Duvet in the chest with an arrow that he didn't even see. Yeah. He doesn't even know Duvet's no. gone down at this point. He knows nothing. <laughs> he, he has a flashback of things that he's never even witnessed. Mate, he's I saw Claude that bit and I'm like, hang on, he's no. over there behind the shelves. His mullet saw it. <laughs> his he mullet loses his way around the corner. He saw it in the mirror. Oh, Duvet's been stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, the I understood the hunter becomes the hunted, but it it spent 85 minutes not caring one iota about yeah. that, and then in the final five minutes we get, now you know what it's like to be hunted. Yeah, after, as you said, he's kind of swathed through their crack team and the guys that were paying <laughs> three quarters of a million to be there, <laughs> and these- and that's when they say, shit, we're in a bit of strife here. <laughs> we better get out of here. They're crack team, my ass. They're really hopeless. They are just hopeless. Yeah, um, there's that sequence where he's up on the big... It's like a big um, dragon or something yeah, in the roof. Yeah, he's lowering down. And he's firing shotgun shells. FYI, shotgun shells do not fly that far. No way. They, they pellet out like that. They probably only go yeah. a, a very He would have hit distance. each one of those blokes, but he yeah. wouldn't be able to blow up shit. Yeah. And but can he, anyone explain why the paper mache statues are all explosives? <laughs> <laughs> Every single thing that gets a glance of a board on it goes up like it's bloody 4th of July. <laughs> it's the same when you ride the horse. Yeah. You ride the horse, they're firing down or into the mud. That <laughs> horse must have been terrified. <laughs> <laughs> explosions are going off behind him it's like come on yeah, yeah. and I also love that Vushon comes after him at the end with a single shot handgun <laughs> like it's badass and everything although but... he does hold her by the hair and go load me <laughs> <laughs> yes that had so many undertones and then she she drops the board in like it's a piece of shit she just drops it into the barrel and then Jean-Claude uh, manages to sprint across a whole yeah, warehouse before he can raise up, his course. arm. Yeah, with the mullet going. That, that's the thing, you know, it would be piss funny if you cut away to Van Damme in slow-mo and go, Whoa, and then you cut back to Hendrickson just come. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what would have happened. He gets shot in the leg, but it still doesn't stop yeah, the roundhouse I, kicks. I just I just felt that those some of those pop points, that's what makes it disappointing in that it's good fun and it's, it's, it's entertaining. And just a little bit of tightening would have made it even better. Mm. Any other dislikes? No, nah, I think that's all of them for me. No, I'm happy. Yeah. Look, solid. I enjoyed it. Haven't seen it for a while, but really enjoyed it. I'm already regretting the four. It's not a four, but it is, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a four. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like, regret it. It's all the time we tore apart Rocky Four, and then you ended with, but how good is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst movie ever made. But no, it's not that bad. But it, it's a terrible movie, but it's also awesome, and they can be. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. that's a real thing. In fact, the 1990s in action was that's where you could what get away with it. Yep. You, you got away with it, because action movies were ramping up each next action, big action movie had to be bigger and more explosive than the, the one that preceded it. Have a couple more doves of the last yeah, one. Yeah, 
Slightly slower. <laughs> I want to see each feather move individually in this but one. But you could get away with it <coughs> back then. Yeah. That's why something like The Rock is really good. Yeah. Because it kind of, it's over the top and ridiculous, but it just, it's a little bit tighter in scripting and all yeah. that. The Rock's stuff. a much better movie than this. And much better actors. Yeah. No, yeah, Cage Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage, what a what a talent! <laughs> we have to get to Conair for his mullet factor oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, performance <coughs> enhanced. All right, yeah, and another it's like quality a, accent. Just I think it's like, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the southern man, shit oh, southern oh. accent. I think we we're like um we better just go like bodybuilding now. We've got a natural and a, and a <laughs> category. We'll give away two separate awards. Well, uh, just just as a quick aside, we've got three enhanced mullets. Yeah, Norris. Fair damage, Cage. Yes. Who's got the best? Fair damage. Fair damage. Is it because of the product in it? Cage's, Cage's loses marks because of the receding hairline at the top. Yeah, yeah. At least Norris and Nor- Norris is a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> he Norris has the receding hairline. He gets disqualified from everything because he's a ranger. <laughs> you said it before. Norris is bald. He is. I reckon he's been bald since He's a cute guy. He's a cute boy. Guaranteed. So, yeah, in fact... He's not in, um, enhanced. He, he goes even lower down, you know. He's just wasting everyone's time. He's just like a cyborg, basically. There's nothing natural left. So, so. All right. Well, look, that's the end of Hard Target. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, contact us at our email address at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, which is Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, or episodes, we're going to cover the Alien franchise. Even the good bits and the bad bits. includes. (laughs) Which will also encompass... I was super excited. I was super excited until you said, yes, we're going to watch Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2. I was a little bit bit upset. No, I'm actually looking forward to um, watching the first three Alien... Because I haven't seen the first one in a long time. I watched and I haven't about a seen year ago. Alien Three in a while, and I think there's a director's cut of that. Yeah, which I might I might give that a go because I've heard that's actually better. Yeah, <laughs> we'll <laughs> no get to comment. that. <laughs> we'll no get comment to that. on that. <laughs> All it's right. Not bad. Until next week, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.